Hello and welcome to the Crack Beer Community Podcast. I'm your host Brian, and on this live special episode, I'm joined by Brian Tracy from Trouble Brewing and Mark Lucy from Lineman. We hosted this live event in the Circular in Dublin 8 on November 30th. On the night, we were joined by Crafty Bear, Dot Brew, Trouble Brewing and Lineman. This is part two from our live event, which sees us chat with Brian from Trouble Brewing and Mark from Lineman. Let's just get straight into the action. Okay, hello. We're back. Settled. Yes, yes. We've gotten to beer three, clearly. So folks, I hope we all have our Trouble Brewing beer, uh, Katana, our 6.4% West Coast IPA. I'm sure we've all had a sip so far. Shockingly, I'm going to say it tastes absolutely spectacular because it does. So I'm joined by Brian from Trouble Brewing. What we're going to do is, first of all, I'm going to ask Brian to say a quick hello, introduce himself, tell us a little bit about Trouble, and then we're going to go straight into the beer. So over to you, Brian. Hey, well, first, thanks for having us, and uh, thanks for having me here. It's um, great to be and sort of go through some beers and hopefully chat about the new beer we have coming out. But um, yeah, I'm Brian from Trouble Brewing. Um, I joined Steve there a number of years ago, and um luckily kind of got involved but after kind of a wayward process myself and going through different uh, beer companies and uh, like I, I sort of started going into the process I had a number of years back with Least and Gilby's when I was in my early 20s and I was kind of my introduction to beer and um, Belgian beers and Czech beers and, and, and German and um, at that point it was kind of very limited in the market I don't know if anyone remembers in 2009 2010 but it wasn't a huge amount in the market and it was uh, <laughs> It was whatever Wally was bringing in with Grand Crew, and the rest of it was uh, probably O'Hara's and Porterhouse. And at that point, a lot of a lot of breweries started forming, and one of them was Trouble. And Trouble was in 2010. It was Steve. Steve founded it with his cousin and his one of his best friends. Um, and Steve is still there now as uh, as the owner. So he's um, yeah. It, it was just at that new wave. I think that came in at that time. Um, people trying their hand and hoping that they could actually make something interesting in the market and um, adding to the whole experience of beer and bars in Ireland as well at that time which again was very limited but um, yeah it's from my own point I, I was went from Gleason Gilby's then I kind of went over to the States and Canada I was living living there for a number of years and going working all over the coast to coast kind of and very much involved in the beer world but I was actually working in food at the time and uh, came across um, a small brewery in California called Lagunitas, which was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, at the time, it was kind of small. It was only maybe, I think it was maybe 80 or 100 or thereabouts working at the brewery. And um, uh, I kind of got to know them over the time. And then um, it, was, it was incredible. The growth of it was incredible to see. And they were a great group of people. And I just kind of... They, they expanded and built a brewery in Chicago, and I got to see them there. So... It sort of came about that they wanted to expand to Europe, and I helped them out with that, and uh, moved over here and brought me back to Ireland in the beer scene, which was kind of a once in a lifetime thing to do, and come back back here to work here. Um, but didn't work out the way I was hoping it would, because <laughs> ultimately they got bought by one of the biggest breweries in the world. And um, very fortunately, Steve kind of uh, came to my rescue and kind of said, "Well, I know you don't want to be a part of that." and um, his cousin Paul was looking to leave uh, the industry at that point and move on. He had his lifestyle had changed and just wanted to move out of the beer world. And um, Steve offered me the chance to come in and be co-owner with him there. So I took the chance, jumped at it, and uh, yeah, it's been a few years now, and obviously a pretty rocky few years to start that off that process. But it's been great, and um, yeah, I couldn't couldn't imagine myself doing nothing else at the moment. So it's been really really good, and uh, yeah, we're now going into a period of time where like we're hoping to plan 
towards a year without you know the craziness of the last while and um, actually put together a calendar of beer that we can stand over and say like that's what we're going to do because everything up to the last while has just been you know firefighting changing day to day um, trying to figure out what we can get uh, supply chain wise and then trying to put out beer that we think is either going to be canned or kegged or whatever's going to happen but um, yeah it's been going it, we've had a, we had a great few months um, I think People would be most familiar with Ambush from our from our brewery, um, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's been great. Like, and I think it's funny the way people sort of you know feedback wise, people would say, yeah, that's oh yeah, I've seen it everywhere now. It's nearly like a, you know it's macro beer or something like that. It's like it's really not like it's yeah. it's, in a, it's, in it's a, a handful beer. of places. Yeah. Like it's really not that much, but uh, you know, it's it's yeah. great from our point of view to see it out, pop it up everywhere and. Um, well, again, in a small number of places, re- realistically, but it, it seems like it's in it's into a lot of the bars we would like it to be in, and it's one of the nice things that like nearly every bar we sell in is a nice bar for us to go and have a pint in. So it's um, we don't really sell to crap bars, and everywhere yes. <laughs> it's great. Like so, we're, when they open here and they have it on, and you can come over. I li- only live over in the tenters there, and uh, like come over this direction or um, walk around town and kind of our, our pub crawl is a pretty good one to do in fairness yeah. so we're happy with it um, but yeah this is like we, we also love West Coast IPAs as well and obviously I have a background in West Coast IPAs <laughs> I do love them and um, you know we do Vietnam which is I think people would know a little bit from some of the bars and uh, the PMAX bars and Cassidy's and, um, but you know I think most people yeah, I think think of us as East Coast um, and you know cloudy beers and that kind of stuff but we do try and try and vary it up and change it up every, as much as we can and uh, Eugene and Johnny, particularly at the brewery, um, love you know playing around with different hop varieties and um, you know trying to be you know as cutting edge as possible and tra- changing up and uh, you know um, get the best flavour that they possibly can out of uh, the hops that we get coming in from Yakima Chief. So yeah, yeah, lovely. So that brings us nicely then to our West Coast IPA, uh, Katana, I believe it's called. Is it? Uh, I think it's the first pour of this ever. Was it only kegged yeah. this morning? Yeah, it was kegged this afternoon. Um, so oh, it's this afternoon, even yeah. fresher. Um, <laughs> so Johnny filled the ke- hand filled the keg. It's not actually properly filled in terms of like it's not available anywhere else. So it is, you just you just hand filled the keg this afternoon for us. Um, and they, the badges arrived in yesterday as well, so they, they came in. <laughs> uh, we're a little bit, of, yeah. We're we're really good at scheduling these yeah, things. No, just in time management is perfect at the brewery. Yeah, for <laughs> ideal. It's um, impressive. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't by accident or anything. That we no like. <laughs> It's been yeah. We wanted to do it for a while. Um, we got our hands on some cashmere hops uh, from Yakima Chief for a while back, and it was um, something we wanted to kind of build around, basically uh, a, a few beers. And Cascade is kind of the well, the daughter, or sorry, Cashmere is the daughter of Cascade, and so we kind of had Cascade as well at the brewery, and we wanted to try and uh, pair those and see how they would marry up and then how it would work and uh, the flavors would combine. So very different. Obviously, Cascade would be their, your classic hop from. You know Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and uh, Anchor and every basically every American mm-hmm. West Coast IPA you're familiar with probably, um, and then Kashmir has a much more like citrusy, a uh, bit of a softer um, bitterness to it as well, more rounded. So like nice kind of combination of the two, and um, obviously it's super fresh. So um, I think you can really get the aroma coming like popping off the glass when it's poured. Um, you kind of get that like lemon peel kind of melon kind of uh, coming off the off the nose, and then. Yeah, those um, fresh kind of hoppy notes coming through the flavour as well. Again, lemon peel, kind of more stone fruits as well. And then a bit of like kind of herbal uh, note as well to it. Um, some bitterness from the Cascade coming through as well. So, yeah, it's just those are the two we wanted to do. We wanted to do this and then we also kind of did a, a, 
we, we like doing double. I don't know if you've kind of seen that in our group, but we like doing like uh, double releases. So we do, you know, speaker box and love below, and then we do different, um, you know, we all kind of, we try and do two at a time um, and vary them as much as possible. So the, the second release will be um, Limon, which is like a lemongrass, um, and it picks up some of the lemon peel flavors from that. And then we add in a bunch of lemongrass and kind of has that heat um, and it's kind of yeah so it's, that'll oh, be lovely. the next one as well that's part of this sort of group part of the, is that west coast ipa as well or um what's, what's it won't be no it actually is it's, it's going to be a little bit more east coast actually it's um that we don't try and make them the same beers we do sure. try and like change them up um but yeah they're, they're just along they it'll also so that has um cashmere cascade it has some sabro in there as well i think so oh lovely um yeah, yeah just just they're two different beers but they're along they have similar things trends through them a little bit yeah yeah class uh speaking of your double releases so you recently had the uh the harry's nut butter duo the the, the peanut brown ale and the uh the stout as well uh, yeah both absolutely yeah. brilliant and uh in particular with the a fondness for brown ale I, I particularly love that i thought it was absolutely spectacular yeah uh, there's not many of them around actually a lot of, not, not a lot of brown ales no. <laughs> uh, yeah that's got to be how did that come about like or how did you I, I don't did you approach them did they approach you how did it work um, I actually don't know who the first made who was made I don't know if, like, for anyone who's not familiar with but, but Harry's are only over in um, the White Swan business park there and just like I don't know five minute, ten minute walk away from here um, but they're a great group of people and they, 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 um, they produce incredible products and we kind of were looking at I suppose collab ideas and, and collaboration that would be outside of just beer collaboration and then into the food world and what like is interesting there so I, I think coffee is, a, is always a big thing and has been known a lot and we you know we love those coffee collabs and then there's chocolate occasionally and then the peanut butter came up as like a well a peanut butter brown ale with a peanut butter company would be class and then they make lovely products um so yeah there we, we I think I think we reached out to them, I think, originally. I'm not 100% sure how that kind of came about. It was through different connections of people that kind of, I think, just over pints and stuff were chatting, and then um, it came about. But we, we asked them if they'd be keen to do a beer, and they were really interested. So we did the peanut butter brown ale, and we did a stout, which had their... They have a, a product called Cocoa Buzz as well, which is one of their range, and it has coconut and hazelnut um, in it as well uh, so we added some lactose to that to just give it some body as well and give it that kind of creaminess that you would get from I suppose peanut butter and um, yeah just it, it, we wanted to have those two as, a, a, as an item that would come out together and then actually it seems like a few people have asked us to do it again uh, to do a yeah. rerun yeah. of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think um, I think that and, and they've been very happy with it we originally actually did it for the Fidelity Beer Festival in town um, that was our first run of it, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got um, make, well. We got good feedback, but obviously, it's a it, you know, it's a tough audience as well, and people are very like. So actually, the biggest thing we took away from that was that we needed to dial up everything. Like, um, it's always incredible when you're putting in like things, uh, like adjuncts into beer, but like you think you're putting in tons and tons of the stuff, but it's never enough. Like it's always, you know, I don't know, you can never quite get enough. Um, so we went back and put more, uh, even more again, like double down on everything. And uh, in the end, actually, the, the Harry's peanut butter brown ale, one, one of the things that kind of happened that was like a, a happy accident was like the, the bag with all the peanuts in it that we were like steeping like got sort of stuck in the as it was being drained uh, into the tanks as well and kind of just like really got every ounce of yeah. I think um, peanut out of it so like I think that we have to replicate that if we do it yeah. again which is like a mini hop- I don't know how yeah. we actually do that like, 
Yeah, don't mini, know, that's like yeah, mini hop rocket for yeah, peanuts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. But uh, no, those things are like you learn, I suppose, and then you just go back and we're always trying to like improve on the beers we make. So I think for next time we'll know those little pieces of information. We do another batch. We yeah, we go bigger on the flavors and make sure it's enough of everything. But um, yeah, they went really well. I think there's still oh. a couple of cans around and a few specially off licenses, but not much. I think it's almost all done. Mm. And speaking of the adjunct beers as well, it, it, it seems to be something that you absolutely nail as a brewery, to be honest, because um, I, I know we're going back a few months now, go back to October, but the, the pumpkin brew, like it's every year, it's just, it's just class. And I can see uh, a lot of nodding heads and celebration going on around the room there, but it's like, it's a, it's a super, super beer. Yeah. And I know a lot of effort goes into it as well to make it taste like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, I think... What, one of the well, one of the biggest questions we get about pumpkin is why do you brew pumpkin? Like some people, because some people absolutely hate it so much, and they just give us such a hard time about it. But it's the most loved and most hated beer we make easily. Like it's so divisive, and um, I, I start getting questions about it in like July. I'd say you know, like people start asking, "Are you brewing pumpkin beer again this year?" We're like, "It's the middle of summer." Which are like, you know, relax, we we'll get there. Um, but the thing is, like, I suppose, you know, for us, uh, one of the reasons we do brew it and, like, that we will continue to brew it is, um, so Deirdre, who works at our brewery, actually grows all the pumpkins that we use in it. So it's kind of, uh, it's one, one of those things that nobody actually, they, I don't know what people think we get the pumpkin flavor from, I suppose, they just think we buy pumpkins, but um, Deirdre actually grows them. She has a little allotment and um, she's actually, now, the, brew, the beer has got so big now that she has to commandeer in a bunch of other friends in their own allotments <laughs> and uh, their gardens and stuff and um, yeah they start that process in like March so it's not far off now like again yeah. they have to they have to get them in early because then they have to be harvested early and then we have to roast them and then obviously brew the beer so that all has to happen like six weeks out like you know from the process so that it's all done um, which like <laughs> that sort of, so that brings it into basically August or whatever where you're not really thinking of pumpkins in August. You're thinking, you know, summertime and pale ales and lagers and stuff. Um, but yeah, you have to start the process of harvesting those. Deirdre roasts them, and we all kind of now share roasting and all that kind of, and then season them um, and uh, bring them in. And then there's a big brew day. It's a lovely brew day, actually, because it smells great in there. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, um, <laughs> if you're into pumpkins, I suppose, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, people love it, and uh, well, some people love it, some people hate it, and they, but for us, it's just a really nice thing. It's kind of a nice pillar of the year where it comes around, like and um, between pumpkin and then fresh prints of Kildare and stuff, and then like into you know, it's just a, like it gives you that point of the point of the year where you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's we're now into like kind yeah, of autumn yeah. and um, and moving towards winter, and it's kind of yeah, it's it's a nice time of year. That's exactly the seasons are changing. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're going into that that time of year. Yeah, it's yeah. good good way of looking at. It. And uh, never let Deirdre leave. By the way, she, no, she, she can never she does leave everything. So basically, yeah, we're, we're absolutely ruined if she goes anywhere. Yeah, she leaves. She goes over to Spain like for like a, a while. She like she uh, just goes over there every year and. Uh, we don't know what to do then when she's gone. So they yeah. <laughs> Walking around like lemmings yeah. around the brewery. Like. Nobody telling us what to do. Don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. Gas. Um, so then, like, trouble or, yeah, the, you're, the one of the breweries, I suppose, as you say, gone around 2009, that kind of, us. it's not even really a new wave, but it was like, maybe the second wave of independent breweries after, yeah. as you said, O'Hara's and Porterhouse, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like, standing the testament of time, like, absolutely super brewery, pumping out incredible breers on a, on a, on a consistent basis. How has it been to be part of that journey, I guess, and, and getting involved with the with the brewery on that trajectory yeah it was like so I'm, I'm coming into it at a different time and yeah. I suppose like they've been through different 
like eras themselves even within that and um, like they had the start off period where it was like the three lads and they were in the very small brew space um, uh, in a different brewery like area um, in Kildare as well and then they moved to their current location but yeah like I suppose when Paul left and I came in we, we had the whole the rebrand and everything that came through and I think the glasses are a good few glasses knocking around there um, and we had our own sort of like reevaluation of what we wanted to be and like you know, do we want like, what? What do we want to like grow and be big, or is it, like what do we want to achieve here? And it was like, no, we want to be the best brewery in Ireland. Like that was like genuinely what we want to achieve, and um, you know, we want to. We kind of put our own kind of goals and our own kind of, um, I suppose, ethos of what we wanted to be. And like you know, Steve has a funny. I think people who know Steve as well, like would he? Uh, I think the funny thing is that actually, almost universally, people like Steve. He's just he's he's very grumpy, and that people always slag <laughs> him about being grumpy. But actually, he's a very likable person. Um, and uh, yeah, he's also very honest, you know, and very kind of true. Like. You know, I think he kind of says says it like it is, and he doesn't sort of mess around with any kind of um, <laughs> any kind of marketing spiel or anything. Yeah. It's like, yeah. um, so that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to like sell beer to go bars and then make our beer the best beer in Ireland, and then just uh, continue that and try and be as consistent and make sure quality. So like with Ambush growing, then it was like right, we need to make sure it's as consistent and good as possible, which is very difficult because it's actually a very changeable beer. It's a really tough beer to make, um, like. You know, temperature-wise changes throughout the year, and um, you know, dip, different dip, like things that happen. It's just really, really tough to get that absolutely perfect every time. There's obviously solids in there and stuff, and you can get murky beer, or you can get very clear sometimes. And um, you know, trying to get that perfect is is a huge process just on its own without doing anything else. But we did want to also then, you know, we are a craft brewery. We want to make sure we're doing beers that are challenging and different and interesting and sort of using different hop varieties that we get from from the best parts of the world and um that's that's what we're looking to do now basically is to kind of kick on and um continue that but not like not looking at like stratospheric growth or whatever we're not looking at like oh yeah we'll have to do everything there's six people at the brewery we have six there now and um, we have a great team like everyone is crucial to what we do and uh, we were lucky that we kept everyone on full time when we were through the whole lockdowns and all that kind of stuff we didn't let anyone go we kept everyone paid and and luckily then when things came back they're all there and um, we're still at it so you know okay, um, yeah happy out uh, with, yeah. The, with the group we have <laughs> yeah it's nice to hear you didn't bring the, the Lagunitas mindset across yeah. with you. <laughs> cut them all cut them all <laughs> um, so then just, just before we open up the questions um, so what's coming down the line for Trouble then what, what's in the pipeline uh, well I would say as well if I get any questions like, like Shane got I would be out of here I'd be out the door <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at the wrong person Branson that stuff um, we've uh, yeah we've a few beers coming up we've um, we've the Limon coming up as well as I said uh, that's going to be the, the kind of second release with this with the Katana and um then we've a collaboration beer with Makara up in um, Dundalk as well. They wanted to do a beer, so it's a pale ale coming out with them. Um, coming into the new year, I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm dying to get Vice City back in, in action. Um, raspberry Sour that we haven't had for three years or four, uh, three and a half years now. Um, for a number of reasons, we just kind of haven't, haven't done it. We haven't done it since the new branding, basically. That's how long it has been, <laughs> you know, so three years ago. Um, that's hopefully in the new year. And then, yeah, I think... That'll be kind of see us through to the end of the year. I think at this point we're nearly, yeah. Katana and Limon will be the two big ones coming over the next month, and then yeah, I think that'll be finishing up. Okay, yeah. lovely stuff. I'll open out to questions, folks. Brian, mm. question: In light of the whole, you know, issue, have you had a lot of approach from 
we <laughs> probably would have had more. If, I, I think if uh, I don't know if anyone saw, but like Steve is uh, is big on Twitter, and his and his first thing was basically <laughs> yeah. to tell every bar in Ireland not to come to us to ask for beer. So <laughs> like if you're looking for cheap beer, go somewhere else. <laughs> I was like, oh God, could you not just like let them? To <laughs> um, we actually have picked up a. I'd say two, two or three taps maybe from um, from the whole Heineken uh, price increase follow. We we haven't pursued anybody. We haven't gone near anybody to say like, oh, put us in instead of another beer. Um, a couple of bars came to us that were probably already looking at putting in ambush, and then it was just that push over the edge to say like, yeah, we wanted to put in ambush anyway. Uh, we had our deal with Heineken. Now we're going to put in put it in. So. Um, but yeah, we didn't go around to anyone and like try and play it up or anything. We did like it's not really what we're about, and you know. Um, but it's been good. Like we're now, I'd say we're pretty. We're, the thing is, like we're very competitive now. I'd say with any with with them in, in any kegs, and uh, yeah, I don't think we've always kind of looked at that. We've never tried to like go too high high end or high priced on our kegs. We're always we're pretty um, accessible, I think, and we want to make the pints pretty accessible price wise for people. So um, no, but we. We've, we've we picked up a few, but nothing major. I wouldn't say like we but we, ha we haven't gone looking for loads of it either. We haven't gone saying like put us in and take out their stuff or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I saying you're always uh, checking out the new stuff that are coming up and trying to work the newest stuff. But it's always newer stuff, is it? Like it's always American stuff. Yeah, well, even when I say new, like as well, like we're we're, we're not like the new the cutting edge around like because you know Kashmir has obviously been out for nearly 10 years I don't know it's been around for a long time it's not like it's, it's brand new but it was the first time that we got a, a good quality like sh a group of you know cashmere coming in and, and we got it in time from from Yakima Chief and stuff we used it um, like Cascade's been around since the 1970s so it's not like that's new either <laughs> like, you know, so, um, but no we, we try and just more like different combinations of things we're willing to always take a chance and stuff and if it doesn't work out we either dump it or just like you know that we, it's not the end of the world like if the batch doesn't work out but we like the brewers want to be trying new things well within reason i think you know <laughs> we have two very different brewers eugene is um loves his classic beers love brown ales and stouts and uh, and lager and, and he's you know, very classic brewer. He's a trained chemist knows beer inside out and then johnny who's our, our brewer as well is a uh, like much younger in his mid-20s and like kind of just loves uh, putting recipes now together for new beers and trying new new hop varieties, trying new um, new things in the beer. So I think he like the two of them are really good together and they kind of work um, in in a good collaborative collaborative way. Like they kind of want to both get it right, but also like try new things. And um, yeah, it's kind of a good balance between the two of them. And then it's the rest of us, like Damien, Steve, myself, Deirdre. Like we all kind of have input into the, like naming beers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but like we leave the two lads in terms of like recipe creation, what they want to do um, as much as possible. Like yeah, when it comes to new stuff, especially because they want to have they, they have their stamp on it. This this is their time as the brewers. Like they have to have their stamp on what what goes in and ultimately what what comes out of the brewery. Like so. Austin, no more enzyme questions, please. <laughs> I'll go on. <laughs> the first few beers I had was uh, pumpkin brew in 2018. Do you consider doing like a pumpkin spice porter or something? Just, uh, just oh, uh, you pumpkin know. spice porter. Yeah. yeah. We'll, ha we'll have to ask Deirdre to grow even more pumpkins, which is going to be the fundamental problem to that. Um, <laughs> we don't have enough pumpkins as it is, I'd say, to go around. Like, we're, she like, genuinely has, I'd say, every 
like friend that she has any bit of like plot of land anywhere is growing pumpkins for us now at the moment. So like, <laughs> there's gardens are taken over, and um, yeah, every allotment in her place is like taken over from growing pumpkins. So. Uh, yeah, we, we would do it if we can get enough pumpkins. <laughs> We're not going to buy in any pumpkins. We're just going to use whatever she grows. So that's it. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep control of that process. When Richard, do double, when, when do we get double ambush? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, like I, I, there's been a few similar, like our uh, like speaker Steve, box. Yeah, speaker kind of, box yeah. to me now would have been like a kind of a, a double ambush to a degree. Now it's not the same beer exactly. Mm. There are yeah, yeah. there are definitely differences in it, um, but it it had a lot of the similarities in terms of the characteristics of, of ambush that you would think and the sort of softness and the, like. Um, I think speaker box is probably the closest you had to like a big ambush, um, but yeah, I don't know if we're, we're ever going to do like a double ambush or anything just for the crack. But like we would, I think a lot of the doubles that we do would have similarities, and then they probably just we play around with different like hop varieties, different different uh, techniques as well, and what we can do. Like, but yeah, I I I kept referring to speaker box as basically a double ambush or like ambush's big brother or something, and. Uh, Everyone kept giving out to me at the brewery about that, so like I had to stop doing it. Then, <laughs> like it's not double ambush. It's like, well, okay, fine. It's kind of like it's an easy explanation for somebody who had never tried it before. When you're trying to like sell a sell a case of cans into yeah. an off license. You're like, it's like a double ambush. You're like, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, it's yeah. I, I wanted to do a um, an April Fool's joke with do an ambush light, but again. <laughs> Yeah, L I T E uh, as well. Like, and do like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do the can design and everything, and have it like released. It wasn't. Didn't go down well. Nobody, nobody else was on board with that at the brewery. Like, no, no, absolutely not. Your talents are wasted, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so good. One of these days, let yeah. me do it. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Vietnam. 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 Um, uh, from a big part from the group that was in the bars at the time so a lot of the bartenders that were in the P Max Cassidy's Blackbird bars at the time and um, we wanted to work with them and they do a house pale ale that was like a really nice uh, west coast style kind of uh, pale ale and just you know something that they could they could pour and you know be proud of selling and upselling to their like customers and all that kind of thing and then we had them out to the brewery um they, they brought basically the whole team out at the time who worked in all the bars and um, there's a, a, a group particularly involved who were really into it and loved like loved their beer gave us a load of feedback about the type of hops they wanted to try and different things and then kind of just collaborated with them and then um, yeah came out with Vietnam we did Bomb Track then off the back of that as well Bomb Track again was like a, a double version of Vietnam um, and were again you, were you allowed to call it that? Yeah, yeah, like they were like, that's it. Like, they're big Rage Against the Machine fans, and that's what they wanted to name all the beers. And they had all that kind of, there's all these kind of trends in P Max and stuff about that. Mm. So, like, that's what they wanted to name it. But sorry, I meant are you allowed to call it a double? Oh, uh, double VNL. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. meant bomb, bomb track because the name bomb. And yeah, 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 I was like, I don't know. Um, no, um, and then also the Rage Against the Machine probably looking for their rights. Ah, from the, they'll be grand. They'll be grand. Uh, they're, they're totally down with the people, yeah, aren't they? Fine, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, against yeah. the man and all that. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, the double V now it kind of was a double. I think again, there's probably some different like, but it was essentially it was meant to be a double yeah. IPA that was based on Vietnam. Yeah, so yeah. like, yeah, that, nice, that nice. was more fair to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, folks, we'll wrap it up there. Massive round of applause for Brian. Yeah. Uh, super stuff. <laughs> lovely stuff. Lovely beer. Um, so we'll give it about. 
five to ten minutes and then we're going to be moving on to our final beer of the night our Pulse Irish Exit Stout um, yeah go for it and we're back we're officially into the rowdy hour okay folks do we have our glasses or I see a lot of pints of Pulse going around which is a, which is a, a beautiful sight um, tasting absolutely fantastic I might say yes not biased at all Okay, so our beer number four is Pulse Irish Extra Stout. Uh, I'm joined by Mark Lucy of Lyman Brewery. And uh, I'm going to ask Mark to introduce himself and to tell us a little bit about Lyman. How you doing, everybody? Um, my name is Mark Lucy. I'm the, the brewer and the owner of Lyman. Um, we started in 2019 in uh, Ratcool, and we've been uh, eking out a living since making beer the best stuff we can make and uh, what else can I say Brian yeah that's that's pretty good we're going to swap microphones because I think that one's this one's this one's a bit lower that's a bit louder yeah so I think we're good Um, that was perfect Perfect, absolutely spot on yeah so you've been going since 2019 brewing an absolutely spectacular range of beers really really good stuff coming out of the brewery so uh, yeah fair play to you this is is this the latest one out of the brewery I think it's the newest beer you've created I think that's the last one out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is it. This is yeah. it. Uh, so, so basically, what is it? What is this beer? So this is an Irish extra stout that and we did a collab with Brian from Crack Beer. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> possibly the lowest point of my life that I had to do my own woo. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's. Um, like an Irish extra stout is, is, is like an Irish stout with a little bit extra, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, na- the name is pretty self-descriptive. <laughs> um, so you're not um, getting lots of oats or sweetness or adjunct, anything like that. It's, it's all about the malt. It's supposed to be pretty dry. This is a carbonated beer, so a lot of people drink Irish stout will obviously think they're going to get nitro. So you have to see past that. You have to think like a bottle of Guinness or whatever your favourite Irish stout is. And um, it's, it's about the malt, really, you know. That's, that's what this, this beer is about. So this is 5.8, I think. Yeah, 5.8%, percent yeah, yeah. Or 5.9, possibly, if, if, you, if, if you don't believe the label. <laughs> I suppose the process behind this beer was a little bit different because... This is our first um, full release beer, we'll say, brewed in collaboration with Lyman. Um, as something we're doing, part of the community brew project. So I don't know if people have been involved in it before. We did um, very small batch stuff back last year with uh, with Dot Shane did a, a fantastic barrel um, a bourbon barrel aged imperial pale. We had a red IPA with Dead Center. We had a black pepper saison with Hope. And we did a, a, an export brown ale with Ballycle Cabin as well. So they were kind of very small batch beers. And what we're looking to do is kind of do something different. Um, I approached the, the community, we'll say, the, in, in the Crack Beer Community Forum. Said, asked, if you will, what beers would you like to see brewed most this weather? There was, it was pretty much a coin toss between uh, stouts and dark lagers. And then it came to the actual complexity of having to brew a dark lager. So we went, oh, yeah, stout will do. Stout's great. <laughs> Everyone loves stout. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's kind of how it started. And myself and Mark met for the podcast episode on El Mulligan Grocers. And 
started chatting afterwards and I kind of said, here, do you want to, we brew beer together? You were like, yeah, what do you want to brew? And I was like, stout. And you were like, oh, what kind of stout? And I was like, uh, I don't know, like, wrestlers. <laughs> and you are like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the start of it. Um, uh, and, and I had a few ideas myself. It was kind of something that I wanted to do along this line anyway. Um, so I had a couple of ideas. You had your wrestlers as a, a kind of a target. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that no. What we've done, what we ended up with, was right. miles apart. Wrestlers, we through through the kind of uh, discussions that we had, we we decided we weren't going to go the wrestlers' direction in any case. Um, yeah, so we we kind of went with this one, which is a little bit more on the malt side. I wanted to use a little bit of amber malt in, in the beer, so I had that in my mind for a while. So I thought this was a good chance to do it. So I think what you, the flavour you get from this will come from. That, that distinctive flavour you're getting is from the amber malt. It's only 5% of the malt in, in the beer, but it, um, I think it, it, it's, uh, it adds a kind of a complexity to the beer that's not sweet or not chocolatey or in your face. It's just an extra kind of layer within the beer. So that's kind of what I, what I wanted to do with it. Mm. And we kept the, the hops back and the no fancy yeast, none of that stuff. It was about the malt, really, and the layers of malt. Mm. Mm. How did it cost so much then? Oh, the it's a joke. No, it's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> Jesus, that went very quiet. <laughs> Pin drop. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, so, <laughs> your <bollocks. laughs> I'm talking about the ingredients, not not the not, not uh, everything else. The consultancy firm, I got yeah. the marketing team. <laughs> So then, all right, back to the back to the brewery itself. Then, how, what made you get started? Then, why why did you eventually decide to, to take the plunge and, and open up the brewery? It's the same ding dong as everybody said already. <laughs> Home brew, people like. I start convincing myself this is the way forward, and I opened the brewery. But um, that 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 is it, really. Like, uh, and I had the opportunity to get the brewery. I had been working as an engineer for like twenty odd years. Had enough of it. Uh, knew there was a possibility I'd get redundancy and I saw the opportunity and I just like once I said I was going for it once I convinced myself and my missus said okay I don't that's it <laughs> that's the big bridge I think yeah. if you cross that bridge yeah, yeah, yeah. once you get across that bridge you run free yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that was kind of <laughs> yeah once I was let loose I was like a little sheep galloping across the bridge and into the big meadow. So, <laughs> to ruin my life. <laughs> the wolves over the horizon. <laughs> the wolves are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I suppose you're you're downplaying your background a bit in brewing, I guess. And like, you're a very very accomplished brewer before you went professional and you won plenty of awards and a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, experience, we'll say, before you, before you went, went there's, pro. There's guys out there with a lot more awards than me, and, and to be honest with you, I can take them with a pinch of salt. You know, it's, it's nice to get them. Um, I mean, the awards I won were kind of making Belgian beers and sour beers, and I'm making neither. Now, you, know, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what the awards are worth, but I was just, just probably like some of the people here, just like you're a beer, beer nerd, like, and you're just want to know why, how. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm basically a beer bore. I sit at home and watch YouTube stuff about beer. I don't care. I'll just watch it. Like, you know, 
it's sad but true <laughs> okay so so back to the beer then itself in terms of tasting profile like what should we be be getting out of it what, what sort of flavors are we getting from the beer well, i think um it's an irish extra stout it's quite dry this beer um you've got a little bit of chocolate and and you can taste the chocolate malt in it but i think the amber I think is the, is the distinctive line right through this beer uh, for me, um, and it's 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 like a, a malt that I've used sparingly um, because it's a, I think it's a really tricky malt to integrate into a beer. Um, it's so distinctive and it's so it stands out. I think it was five percent in this beer of the of the malt was amber. And it, it's for such a, a low color malt, a borderline kind of um, can really throw a beer. You know, it can turn it into something just horrible. So yeah. for me, getting that in there, and I think we got the balance right on this one. I think that's uh, that's kind of what I like about this beer, really. You know, it's a, it's balance, uh, it's sessionable. Five point eight percent sessionable, yeah. but sessionable. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Well, you, you touch on a good point there because that was one of the. The criteria, I guess, from the start, it was kind of like you want to. We want to make something with a bit of body and a bit of heft in it, like and a, a bit of weight, but also relatively sessionable. Could I say that? I think so. Yeah, if, it, you're, if you're a sensible like, sessioner, yeah, to like seven or eight, you'd be fine. It's sessionable in the sense of the word that you can have a good few of them. Yeah, like like, and it's not going to nuke your palate, like, <laughs> but like, you know, you could have a few of them, and then your legs might not work afterwards. But sure. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, there's a, there's, I suppose there's a trend really at the moment for stouts are to be bigger, higher finishing gravities, more s- flavour squeezed into them, just like extreme. There's a kind of, it's kind of a general thing in, in craft beer, I think, at the moment. Anyway, it's kind of extreme. It's like everything has to be more, more, more. Um, so I kind of like paired back stuff, and I think that's distinctive but paired back. You know, it's kind of, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said for kind of trimming something back to what the essential bit is and that's it okay very very good we're, we're, we're kind of going against the trend with that you know and the sales speak volumes but anyway sale of E <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which you've got a like you've got a really impressive range of beers out at the moment like uh, a lot of dark styles predominantly at the moment you've got the brown ale you've got the uh, the imperial stout and the barrel aged um, am I missing anything else there um, well we've got the nitro astral oh nitro astral as well yeah you and I were in Cork. We were enjoying that at the weekend, yeah. Um, yeah, for the la- it seems like for the last few months I've been just making dark beer. It's just like dark beer, dark beer, dark beer, all sorts of dark beer. I've got a load more dark beer to make, to go into barrels and, and whatnot. I like making dark beers. I think it's, it's a shame there isn't uh, actually more room for dark beers. Uh, so we'll, we'll just keep on making them for now. It's a good time of year, like for me, because you can sell lots of dark beer this time of year. I hate the idea people keep on go stout season. It wrecks my head, but I'll play along with it to get the sales in, and I'll be back again the month after to sell them more stout. So, um, yeah, uh, they're all. Uh, we're filling barrels. We're going to be filling barrels up again now with more stout and the brown ale, which we brewed uh, for the first time last year. That was actually the first time I ever brewed a brown ale. <laughs> I never brewed a brown ale <laughs> as a home brewer. Uh, and we brewed it last year and it sold like gangbusters. I couldn't believe it, a brown ale selling so much. So that got, that, that got to make an appearance again, so it kind of makes me happy that people liked it and it got to come back. Um, yeah, so dark, dark lager. Dark, yeah. That's getting, oh. that, every Christmas, um, 
when things get quiet, you know, sales will be done now pretty soon and we'll just be filling the tanks and I'll be disappearing out of the brewery for a little break. Uh, that's when I get the dark lager into the beer. So we did a Czech dark lager the first year. Last year we did a Schwartz beer. Not the first year, it must have been the year before last. Last year, Schwartz beer. So we're probably going to go back with a Czech dark lager again this year before I head off out of the brewery and leave that sit in the tank then right through until probably February. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the dark. That'll be maybe the end of the dark beer then. <laughs> for this year and we'll do a couple of pale beers and an IPA or whatever to keep the lights on and <laughs> sneak in a couple of dark beers okay lovely stuff um, anything else we haven't covered well we could do that collab dark lager next are we doing a collab dark yeah, oh, alright yeah, yeah. I'm getting roped into check, this check, check dark yeah <laughs> check dark lager but what do we think Any, yeah, yeah. yes at least four people will buy it, so we're, we're, we're sorted. But, but that is the way of Czech Dark Lager. Yeah. Nobody wants it. you just got to make it. I, I, I made it the first time for myself so I could have a couple of kegs at home because I, couldn't, I, wasn't, I had no time to home brew, and I wanted yeah. some, so I had to make it. And I spent, I spent the next six months selling it. In the thousand-litre home brew. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the same amount of, same amount of time to make a thousand litres pretty much as, as 20 litres, you know, so yeah. um, you just got to sell it afterwards. You know, the crack brewing. Yeah, well, I'm learning a lot in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so, so questions, folks. We'll start, to, we'll start to wrap it up here. Do we have... Uh, yeah, Mark, you mentioned, you mentioned it's dark beer a lot, so uh, you have that black IPA made up back there. Probably co- completely uh, wrong pronunciation. However, do uh, you have any more black IPAs on the way Yeah, probably will, yeah. Was cold black IPA, was, was it? That was but, breaking new ground with a cold black IPA, you know. Um, I don't have one on the way, but I'll probably squeeze one in again. We actually... <laughs> We actually managed. We, we actually managed to sell it. Like so, you know. I, 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 Sir, are there any plans for casks? You're killing me. Well, you're, you're killing me. You're killing me. You're killing me. For, for this beer, it was like, oh yeah, we will sure. Again, this is a naivety talking to Mark. It's like, oh yeah, sure, we'll just we'll pull off a few kegs and sure, sure, run off a few ca- a few casks on the side. And you were like, yeah, yeah. Do you have your own casks? You have your own pins? You have your own engines? And I was like. Uh, uh, no, well, maybe we'll, we'll leave the cask for now. Yeah, cask. Like, see, the problem with cask is you need to be you need to be getting stuff into cask. And you need to be turning it over. And unfortunately, I'd love if it was different, but it, it, it's just the case that you just won't be able to. I can't. I can't do it. I'd love to do it. Um, what I was thinking about doing, maybe. I only talked about this last night is um, those five-litre things and, and getting them ready for cask maybe for the summer for the pale ale or something. But because I didn't ever want to use those five-litre um, little mini kegs with any of the beer we had already carbonated because I just didn't, I didn't trust them. I thought people would be drinking them, expect them to be the same as, as um, the stuff out of the cans, and I just, they're not going to be. Um, so maybe for cask. I was, thinking, I was thinking about it last night. Yeah, could be an idea. But that's me thinking into next year. I'm already kind of getting my, my Christmas uh, slippers on at the moment <laughs> down the brewery. I've only, got, I've only got five more brews to do before Christmas. So I'm, I'm kind of starting to already, what do we call that? Soft quitting, is it? Soft quitting? Quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. I'm quiet quitting, quiet quitting a little bit yeah. at the brewery already. It, it yeah. doesn't work if you're self-employed, Mike. I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I keep on telling myself that it's, <laughs> it, 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 you know, but then I find I have a lot of work to do. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to have something to aim for. Right, folks, I think we'll start to wrap it up there. Um, 
Massive round of applause for Mark. Final chat of the evening. Just before we start moving, just want to say an absolute massive, massive thank you to everyone for coming out this evening. Uh, it's a big ask on a Wednesday night to come and have to drink beers and listen to us. So uh, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Honestly, I know I've been saying it all night that every beer is fantastic, but really, really think all four of them have been spectacular tonight. So fair play to the four brewers. Uh, really, really good stuff. Massive thanks to The Circular for hosting. John, Jen, Ben... Uh, everyone behind the bar have been a super ni- job all night, so massive, massive thanks. And uh, yeah, we've got loads of plans in the pipeline as well for next year, if anyone is interested. We're wrapping up for December now, going to have a nice long Christmas break. And it's, uh, it's funny that, that Austin mentioned Hope there as well. So maybe having a little uh, crack beer community brew project headquarters at Hope next year, using, basically commandeering their pilot kit. For, uh, for many, many brews throughout the year and then doing some bigger scale ones with other breweries too. So it should be exciting times going forward and getting like uh, loads of weird and wacky ideas, being able to do it on a small scale and hopefully some cask. Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe a grisette and everything else, weird and wonderful. So yeah, that's, that's kind of in the pipeline for next year. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I don't know. I don't really know what else to say. So just... <laughs> yeah, thank you John thank you very much everyone I'll wrap it up there we won't ramble on too much thanks a million thanks for coming out enjoy the rest of the beers uh, yeah she'll be chatting to you cheers I'd like to thank both Brian and Mark for joining us and I'd like to thank you for listening I'd also like to thank our live audience for joining us on the night creating a great atmosphere and for chipping in with loads of great questions And finally, I'd like to thank Phil from Crafty Bear and Shane from Dot Brew for also joining us on the night. If you haven't listened to part one of our live special yet, you can check it out now. If you like what you heard, then be sure to keep an eye out for more of our live events in 2023. The Brilliant Beer Ladies podcast is also hosting a live event in Rascals Brewing Company on January 12th. It's free to join, but tickets are limited, so I'd recommend grabbing yours as soon as possible. Check out their socials for more details. The beer community in Ireland is an amazing space full of so many fantastic people. At Crack, we aim to champion independent brewers and everyone else involved in the independent beer scene and support them as best we can. If you'd like to learn more about Crack, you can get involved in the beery discussion at crack-beer-community.ie. It's free to join and always will be. You can also check us out on Twitter, at Crack Community, and on Instagram, at Crack Beer Community. Crack is entirely self-funded. If you'd like to support us in what we do, please keep an eye out for our Community Brew Project beers. All proceeds from these beers will go towards funding Crack activities such as our member platform, our in-person events and this podcast. In picking up some of these beers, you'll be supporting a fantastic independent Irish brewery and retailer, help keep Crack ticking over and you'll have a delicious beer to enjoy. It's a win all round. As a final note, if you enjoyed the podcast, then please feel free to rate it and also subscribe to stay up to date with all of our new releases. So that's it for now. Thanks again for listening and sláinte.